Taste of your lips, I'm on a ride. You're toxic, I'm zipping under. Taste of a poison paradise. I'm addicted to you. Don't you know that you're toxic? Hello, and Hello. welcome to Soft Podcast, episode three. Let's go. <laughs> Thank you for having me. Thank you for having me, too. It's an honor. Cheers. Mm. So, we usually have the guests on the show introduce themselves in whatever fashion they want to. I don't even thinking about this in preparation mm. for. Yeah, what do you want the world? What do you want our like 22 listeners, according to Spotify <laughs> statistics, to know about you? Oh my gosh. That's a lot of pressure. Morgan, you go first. <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to tell you to go first. Excellent. The Southern me says, ladies, go first. Oh my gosh. Gentlemanly. All right. Well, I'm Angela Lee. I'm a sophomore in Pearson. And I am currently in New Jersey, which is where I'm from. Let's go. (laughs) Yeah, shout out to Jersey. Shout out. Um, what else is there? I mean, I'm I'm studying global and econ for anyone who's interested. Um, I don't know. I've just been chilling at home almost a full year well i will have done a full year virtual which is pretty interesting um yeah that's about it can we get um, one fun fact one fun fact one fun fact yes i feel I'm, like my go-to i already know your go-to fun <laughs> always i have a bearded dragon yeah, that's my I go-to. Knew that, I knew that. wait i didn't know this oh what no way is it there now it's downstairs. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. I still can't touch it, so. <laughs> I'm still confused as to how you have a pet you can't touch, but. I know, I have to. To this day, I don't understand why my mom bought it. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, don't we have a video of you holding it? It's like a video yeah, of her freaking arm. out with it. Oh. <laughs> like, that's a, there's a difference between that and holding it. <laughs> Yeah, I, that took so many tries. You don't understand. It took so many tries. Okay. Mm. Okay. Thank okay. you, Angela. Morgan. Hello. My name is Morgan Cameron McCray. Did I freeze? Oh my gosh. No, you didn't. You didn't. Oh, okay. Well, yes. Hello. My name is Morgan Cameron McCray. I am from Jackson, Mississippi. Okay. Um. Also, warning, my accent will probably slip out at some point stronger than it is now. So, fair warning. Um, I'm a second year at Yale Davenport College, respective MCDB major. Okay. Oh, that's new. Okay. Nice. Yeah. Um, fun fact. Whenever <laughs> I get nervous, I will, to my insert adjective, I don't know how I feel about this. But I will randomly start humming and or singing the national anthem because it's the first song that comes to my head. <laughs> um, don't know what that says. It says a lot, but I don't necessarily know what it says. It says a lot, I think. Um, mm. what else? My favorite color is blue. Me too. I, I wonder if like at some point we're gonna ask Morgan a question, he's gonna be like, hmm. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to imagine Morgan at like interviews and you get oh, no. starts humming in the middle. Uh, 
I hope that never happens, but if it does, it'd be funny. If you run for like public office, that's a great back, oh like God. fallback <laughs> option for answering. Like, tough, you're just like in a presidential debate and they're like, how do you feel about universal health care? You're like, I don't know, but um, the oh, rock is see. red glare. <laughs> uh, I vote for you, Morgan. Thank you, Odd. Okay, thank you guys for introducing yourselves. Um, the topic of today's podcast is unfortunately <laughs> the COVID pandemic, but yeah, hopefully these are not questions that you guys are already exhausted um, of thinking about or answering. So, yes. So we will kick it off by asking you, and I, I feel like, yeah, if, if, if you feel like these are questions that you have heard before please feel free just to um, pass. pass or like you can spitball like send us in any direction you want to we're just like here to talk i feel like it's the pandemic is it's like that thing that's hanging over us it's been hanging over us mm. but maybe we haven't had as much time to like really reflect on the ways it has impacted us so our first question is how has covid affected your interpersonal relationships and that can include like your relationship with God, if you count that as like a near and dear interpersonal relationship. Hmm. I think I can go first. Um, so, okay, I guess like starting with like you immediate family. So like basically just like me and my mom's relationship, it got like a lot closer to you know, I was at home for like a year. Um, and then she was also like at home because like for like a period of time, she was also working from home. So it was like, always there together also sorry about the background noise um so yeah so we've definitely gotten closer um we also got on each other's nerves because we're like very much alike mm. um so yeah it was like it was a very enjoyable time and like mm. i thought we miss like just being able to go to her room and annoy her mm. and then, <laughs> i'm back at school um and then i think that it was like the having the pandemic like in the middle of like like this the latter half of first year, um yeah. the like the relationships with my friends, it was like quite interesting. Cause like I think when we got left, we were just getting to a point where we were all like comfortable like actually like getting like close to each other. Mm -hmm. Um and then having that transition to being online, it sort of created this barrier in which I at first thought, oh okay, it's gonna be sort of weird. It's gonna be like we're like strangers again having to start back over. But now that we're back, it's like things never really stopped. Um, and then I feel like in some ways that like the fact that it was on Zoom, it sort of pushed us all to be more, I guess like to share more since like, since like since we didn't have like the physical connection, we had to like make it up through like actual words and conversation. Uh -huh. So I feel like mm -hmm. that was something that was interesting and made us grow closer. Like you sort of have to, you have to be more intentional if you want to like keep those relationships. Yeah, yeah. Just like coexist, or I guess it's harder to do that. I was gonna respond to your comment about like you and your mom are very similar. This isn't the family. Shout out to the family podcast. Shout out to episode wanna, two. Yeah, listen to that. But but yeah, I've heard people say like if you're two people who are very similar, the highs are really high, and then the lows are really low, and yeah, maybe that's something that you experience with your mom Morgan but mm. uh I can go uh, I think 
pretty much a lot of what Morgan said said really hit home. I think for family, um, I've gotten closer to my family, I'd say, compared to when I was at school. Mm-hmm. But I think, like, we were always pretty close, like, growing up, um, mm-hmm. our family, I don't know, we just always moved together. And I feel like we never really spent a day without each other, um, even physically. Yeah. And so I think coming back home has made me, like, realize just... It sounds cliche, but like just how much I love them. I don't. Oh, I feel weird. So sweet. <laughs> regret. No, no, no. <laughs> but yeah, and I'm very, I'm very grateful because I think it's been like really tough for some people, mm. um, being at home with family, and I know that that's like an area of tension for a lot of people. Um, so I feel, I feel like I yeah. feel more grateful, and I feel more aware of like what I have Mm. Um, in terms Mm. of like friendships I feel like I I think when I came home I didn't really have that many friends at Yale specifically that Mm. were friendships that really solidified before I came home Mm. and so it kind of just simmered down and I don't know I think it's been really tough kind of keeping things or being intentional about my friendships yeah. And I think that's like one weakness that I always had, like trying to be or trying to keep in touch and be intentional mm-hmm. with everything. And I think that just like I just realized more about this specific weakness throughout the pandemic. And so, mm-hmm. yeah, it's been a kind of a learning process. I think personally, I just find it really hard to connect when I don't see people in person. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's so real. Yeah. And I hope when I go back to campus, it'll be like nothing happened. And mm. I feel like that's the way with a lot of like friendships our age. I don't know. I feel mm-hmm. like we can really pick up right where we left off. Mm. Um, yeah. I was actually talking to my parents and they they were like, yeah, like when we right now, when we like randomly hit up a friend from college, like it, I feel like I'm a college student again. Oh. And I feel like, <laughs> I'm just hoping that's that's the case for me too when I go mm. back. I don't know if I feel like I'm the first year. I was sorry to interrupt. I was gonna say, yeah. like, did you experience that when you saw friends from home after like a semester of school, for example, where it was like distance for a couple months, but then you, you like same context, same people, feels like yeah. normal again. Mm. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think it's funny because like during the summer months, I guess, even though I couldn't obviously get together with a lot of people because of the pandemic, um, I still felt like emotionally closer to my high school friends because they yeah. just because they were in the area. I don't know what mm-hmm. it is about like being in close proximity, even though you're not actually meeting them in person, but like mm-hmm. even through FaceTime or Zoom or whatever, they just feel much closer than, so- I don't know, friends in California. Mm. yeah Mm. would you say Angela because I know that you definitely saw your high school friends like I don't know about frequently but like not infrequently remember you were telling me do you feel like those friendships have changed during the course of the pandemic um I feel like some of them actually got stronger just because Mm. I think we were really leaning on each other and a lot of my high school friends were in the same boat where they didn't really have 
solidified friendships from college um I had a couple friends like transferring and so they were like just leaving behind mm-hmm. their first year at home right. so mm-hmm. I think just like being for there for each other throughout mm-hmm. that like awkward time um mm-hmm. especially overlapping with a pandemic I think has made us um closer mm-hmm. yeah I feel like they say like proximity is like one of the factors that contribute to whether or not you like like someone or something and then also like familiarity and similarity so it's like (laughs) similar situation right being in the same area right I think it's so I don't know also Morgan if if you feel like you your friendships from back home were strengthened from the pandemic like being in close proximity but um so like you should speak into that definitely if you feel like you have thoughts but in my mind it's so interesting because like you guys were on a trajectory of like developing college friendships and then, and then- <laughs> not that those are still there you know like that's to the class of 23 but and then you went home and it's like you did maybe you didn't expect to be getting closer to the people you thought you had like left behind mm. but that ended up happening mm. I don't know I think for me it was similar to what Angela said but different like yeah. I guess like even those connections for me were still like through the internet um mm-hmm. because like all my friends like they live like in different parts of Mississippi so like it's not like I could just like see them so like it was still pri- primarily just like calling them or FaceTiming them but I would say that because they were going through a similar situation in terms of like them like being back in Mississippi and then like taking online courses um that like we had like that and we started bonding <laughs> over doing school online um in the midst of a panoramic another question we had was how did COVID affect your like knowledge about yourself or like yeah self-concept how you view yourself like, did you learn anything new about yourselves? I think that's something a lot of people have said about this time. I'd say for me, I learned, I think I touched on this a little bit, but I, I feel like I learned that not, I don't know if this is specifically about myself, but just how much intentionality goes into friendships and like keeping up with relationships, mm-hmm. especially from afar. Um, and I feel like when you're living with people on campus or when you're like coexisting with people it comes very a lot of Mm. a lot of it comes really naturally um but I think being at home has made me realize that general idea um and personally that I um have never really put much thought into it because I feel like even in high school you're kind of just doing life with these people you're seeing them every single day and Mm. So it comes, yeah, pretty naturally. And so I never really thought much about, um, like I should really reach out to these people or I should really check up on these people. But I think the pandemic has made me realize that sometimes, I think, especially after graduation, that's just what's gonna happen with friendships, you know, like with mm-hmm. people you meet in college. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure you guys are thinking about it as as seniors. Uh, are we being, I feel like I'm actively <laughs> avoiding thinking about the future right now. Yeah. But, but I think, mm. yeah, it's just made me realize that. Um, and I think I'm, I learned about myself that I adapt pretty well to like any given circumstance. 
Um, but sometimes I do it to the to an extent where I kind of forget about the other like aspects of my life. Mm. So when I'm at home, I adapt so well to being home and being with family that I just kind of forget that Yale life even existed or I forget mm. like the responsibilities I had there or the, the relationships I had there. Um, mm. So it's like a double-edged sword, I guess. Yes, I have to agree with like the last part because like, being so like, I guess like for me it sort of manifested slightly differently it was just like in my head there were, there were like two sides of me they were like this is work Morgan and this is at home Morgan but then oftentimes they were in the clashing because the two individuals mm-hmm. are different because like so like, I haven't like had to like work or like do school work at home since like 2017 so like having to be back at home and do work in this situation it was it was there was definitely an adjustment curve to it um and it was something that I don't I think I was still adjusting to at the end of the last semester you know so it was definitely interesting like and sometimes like oh I'm at home I'm like literally in my room doing work <laughs> and it just feels so weird like it's like that like this was like the designated rest space for me but now this rest space has been infiltrated by schoolwork I actually have a question for you. Um, do you think that's changed after you got back to campus? Like, do you think studying from your room um, in Davenport is very different from studying from your room at home? Oh, I don't study in my room. I always go to the library. Or, <laughs> okay. like, or like, literally, like, earlier today, there was, like, one class. It's, like, it's a pretty long class. So I literally knew that if I was in my room, I would just zone out. So I literally moved into the common room, set up a chair like I was watching a lecture. Mm. Uh, That's smart. Yeah, but then also I think it is slightly different because I think I could see myself like studying more in my room than like I would at home because I guess like, it's like, you know how like like people go to a place and then like they get adjusted and they end up calling that place home or like it might accidentally slip out. That hasn't happened to me yet. Um, I mean, at you. I think that happened to me like sophomore year, maybe, or maybe junior. I think year. it happened to me junior, junior year. Yeah. I remember I was walking back from Bass with David Lee. Shout out! Shout out to David Lee. Um, <laughs> we were talking about this. Yeah, I think it started um, to feel like home. Like I would start saying like I'm going home now after like Godpod or something. To junior your, year, yeah, to like friends. Your dorm Not like mm-hmm. I'm going back to Murray now. Wait. Hmm. Oh, 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 as in like in reference to Murray. In reference to Murray. Yeah, yeah, I would call it home. Hmm. I feel like that that sort of like, it's so cliche, but the work-life balance during the pandemic, that struggle is so, so real. Yeah. And it's really funny because I feel like you're seeing the lives of like professionals that I think want to have that separation, but like, I'll be in calls with like professors who are like high ranked individuals in their field, like have their like cat, like walk in front of them, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, like say something important or like have their kid like come into the room and they're like, oh shoot, sorry. Like, <laughs> yeah. Nice though. It's nice to have that sort of like, oh, everyone is kind of the same. Yeah. 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 <laughs> like, yeah. Their homes. Gosh. Yeah. Uh. Or like, I feel like it's really funny to, be in a situation or like when I was home for like all winter break and stuff like having to like call in on meetings but then being like dad like 
can you like be a little bit more quiet? I'm in this meeting, like just like the clashing of worlds where you like you someone were... starts vacuuming downstairs. You're like, oh, sorry, God. I remember I was in a meeting and my sis. Oh no! Well, okay. This wasn't. I was taking like a practice test, and then my sister started singing. And I was like, "Can you not <laughs> sing right now?" Wait, I have a friend from home who's like, both her parents work from home, and then she was trying to do like a summer like banking job, so it required like a lot of focus. And then like their house wasn't small, but then the two parents took like the the, the middle floor, and then her sister is like a music school student. So then she's in the basement like with her cello, like. Playing and then she's like, okay, I guess I'll just like lock myself in my room and try to like do this banking job and like, oh, yeah, I think it's yeah, it's like tight space, trying to like, almost trying to pretend to be like your the student in your like classroom when you're not there and like, yeah, I don't know, I feel like something about that is funny and also illuminates like this love like this facade I feel like that you like maybe put on like during normal school like I don't have this whole like household of Mm. people I need to worry about or like responsibilities that I have yeah Angela I'm curious like is there anything you do like learning from home that helps you separate like school and home like okay so because I've heard of people like they like wake up in the morning and their desk is right there. So that's literally their job. But first they'll like walk around the block and that's like their commute to work. And after they log off, they like leave their home, walk around the block again. And then they like start cooking dinner. Yeah. yeah. I, don't, I don't know. Okay. Maybe that's weird, but like, I'm curious because you, you also like, obviously for a lot of reasons decided to stay home again mm-hmm. when you could have come back. So I'm wondering if you figured out a system, like let us know. Mm. (laughs) I don't know about a system I think hmm, that's a good question um I feel like well my room it's weird because I would like here the room I'm in right now it's actually my room like I would sleep here too Mm. but in the winter we have to like I have to sleep in another room because this room gets too cold and the heating doesn't work well. Mm-hmm. And so I, right now it's like separated. So my mm-hmm. sleeping room versus my school room is different. Mm-hmm. So I think having that like physical separation kind of helps. Um, mm-hmm. And I usually don't do like leisurely activities in this room. So I won't like watch YouTube or anything. If I want to do that, I'll go downstairs and like mm-hmm. with my family. And so it kind of like, like if I come into this room I know I'm here to do a p-set or I'm here to like work on a project or something is that the mindset you're in right now talking (laughs) (laughs) like this is work time (laughs) no oh my gosh no (laughs) (laughs) no but yeah I think that like physical separation helps and Mm. also just like knowing when to go downstairs and when not to go downstairs Mm. kind of helps Mm. But it's, I think another thing, I guess this kind of contradicts everything that I just said, but sometimes I'll like go downstairs to work with my brother because like mm. he's in high school. Mm. So he's he's working a lot more than I am, honestly. And if I just like see someone writing like on their laptop working, it kind of gives me, mo- it's like I'm in bass with one other person. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, that kind of helps sometimes. I think for me, like, also, like, thought, like, physical separation. So, like, I didn't have, like, a separate room because my mother was, like, she, like, took over the office for, like, her work. 
Yeah. Um, but like what I would do is like I would physically rearrange my room for like work mode and study mode. Oh wow. <laughs> what would you do? Okay, it's like like okay, it's so like my bed. I have like a table right next to my bed. So what I would do, I like physically like turn the bed. Yeah. Like yeah. I'm I'm not the bed. I would physically turn the table. Away from the bed. Yeah, away from the bed. Oh. You don't you're not looking at your bed. No, because it's mm. a little bit too enticing when I'm sitting here, camera off. Oh yeah. It's oh it's tempting. Yeah. It's tempting. Along along those lines, I think like sort of related to work life balance. How how do you feel like being at home or just a pandemic in general has affected your mental health. And like, are there new ways you guys feel like you've learned to care for yourself, not having a lot of friends around? Yeah. That's a good question. I feel like mental health is something I never really seriously thought about in my own life before the pandemic. Mm. Um, I just kind of, I regarded it as, um, I don't know, something that for me, um, I just thought, oh, it doesn't take much work to be happy or it doesn't take much work mm-hmm. to be satisfied. Cause I feel like I always kind of lived in that like happy mode and until then COVID came and then it was <laughs> no longer natural or easy. Mm-hmm. Well, not, not, uh, I think it was like a, there was a huge bump. Um, I think specifically in like the middle of the fall semester, that was just when I yeah. felt like all of the sophomore slump come down on me and it felt very heavy and Mm. I also didn't like kind of I guess I had family but I think it it's kind of different like the things you need to talk about with your friends versus the things you talk about with your family um so I think not having that like physical connection with friends um like during that time really really affected me mentally Mm. um yeah and I didn't I realized that I'm not I don't know how to control my emotions that well I think in the past I thought I did control my emotions well but I think it just I just never ran into such a big Mm -hmm. um, I don't want to say negative episode but like Mm -hmm. such a big I don't know obstacle Mm -hmm. mentally Mm -hmm. Um, and then I realized when I was hit with it oh I'm I'm actually not as mature as I thought I was I'm not that great at Mm -hmm. controlling my emotions and like taking a hold of them and like face actually facing them hmm. i don't know if that answers the question but that's just the first thing that came to mind no, definitely mm. yeah but you feel like once you realize that you got better at it or is yeah. it just like the realization phase right now which is still like which important. Is, oh, yeah, yeah oh yeah, yeah necessary uh yeah i think i realize it but i can't tell if it's like that fate that obstacle just passed and i'm just uh, like i weathered it or if it's like um i i actually learned how to overcome it so i don't know like i don't know if it was like timing that kind of mm-hmm. it, it just came and went or if i actually like was able to fight it off or i don't want to say fight it off but like yeah like face it um you will not sure the next one but even realizing that i think is yeah like a really important step on the way to becoming emotionally mature and like learning how to better anticipate when you're gonna feel bad mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. i don't remember what the question was <laughs> <laughs> 
how has how has being like how has this time affected your mental health and how you care about yourself? Yeah, that that's a question. Oh, okay. Um, so I think for me, it was sort of like the whole like friendship thing. I had to be more intentional with it, yeah. um, especially during like certain time periods during the pandemic. I was especially had to like limit how much social media exposure I had, like how much like I was like mm-hmm. I was, like pouring out into others because like. I needed something for myself to like, like to still have some like sanity there. And then actually, one thing that I realized is like is like calming or like a, I don't want to say like a form of, of meditation, but like, okay, it's like a form of meditation in with like quotes around it or like <laughs> italicized is cooking because I feel like when I'm cooking, I like yeah. there's like control there, mm-hmm. and it's just like me in the kitchen. I can. Mm. control things do things how I want to and it's like I can be intentional and like Mm. just focus on what is immediately at hand Mm. instead of like everything else and it's like very tactile and like doesn't require too much thought yes so when are you gonna yeah yeah you you can come over and cook uh we happily be your taste tester oh actually I will love to the march I, I got you for mm. Okay, that, 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 that. Yeah. I've always been so impressed by people who can, like, who enjoy cooking. It's quite the opposite for me. Like, I, I find it very stressful. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's the opposite of meditating for me. <laughs> Angela in the kitchen, just like, like a tornado went through the place. Yeah. <laughs> by the next time you face a trial, we mean... The next, next meal. The next, the next time you got to cook is when the next obstacle is. <laughs> yeah, I definitely resonate with like just doing something that you can like that you have control over. I think mm. in when the curtain's been pulled back on the fact that none of us were really in control of anything to begin with. Yeah. Like, yeah, I took up running. This is I. I feel like I tell everyone this, but that's also another like tactile thing that you have control over. I remember when you hated running. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And now I hate it less. I went on a run yesterday. Mm. How long? How long time or distance? Oh, distance. <laughs> well, both are embarrassing. So <laughs> it was like one and a half mile. How is that embarrassing? Okay. Yeah, why is that embarrassing? That's pretty I good. Can, I can barely run from my dorm to the <laughs> So I think you'll be fine. Okay, it was like one and a half, like stop and start through the city of New Haven. So it was like one block at a time. All right, what? Yeah, whatever. I have like just related to the like trying to create like artificial like distance in between one thing to another. I have a friend who like, okay, this isn't for distance purposes, but it's because she was stuck in quarantine, but like pre-February 15th couldn't leave the res colleges. So she would like run in circles in the brand brand face. Doing laughs. Sorry? In the basement? In the Branford basement because it was also like snowing outside. Oh, so no. she'd be like running around like <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs> her um, Strava, which is like a running app that like maps your thing. It's just like this tiny little circle. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. I saw similar things like when I was in the when I was in Murray last semester oh, during quarantine, quarantine, there was a oh, group of girls that would just do a loop around the courtyard <laughs> for like oh. <laughs> yeah. which exercise is exercise i guess yeah 
Dedication. I exercised like yesterday. It was <laughs> it was embarrassing. <laughs> My body still hurts. So. What did you do to exercise? I did like ab workouts with one of my friends. Hey. Um, she just like, oh, this is so easy. Morgan, go faster. And then she, she tried to like, 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 like the form of punishment was like, oh, okay. Every time you stop, the music gets worse. Oh. That, that did not work. We ended up listening to like Beethoven for exercise. <laughs> and then I was like, you know what? I'll just stop at this. Progressions from like good to worse. Okay, so at first it's like okay, so like she likes idiom, but like I don't like idiom. So like we started off with like you know like some like hip hop like motivation, like not motivation, like hip hop, and then it went to idiom, and then it got slower and progressed to. At some point, she was finna play walk, but I was like, no, <laughs> no. Oh. <laughs> um, and then. I actually forgot like what was in between there, but then I used to know Bach was being played at some point. And I was like, <laughs> the cognitive distance here. Dang, I should exercise. Oh no, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe you can join Morgan and his friend next. Oh my gosh. I always go through like phases. So I'll like, I'll, I'll get on a streak and then I'll be like, ah, I've done so well these past weeks, past few weeks. I, I deserve a break. And then that break ends up being like more than what I did. So, hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bad. It's bad. like the, the meme that's like when you work hard for 15 minutes, you decide to take <laughs> the rest of the semester. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Uh. Humor gets us through the pandemic. That's real. Yeah. Honestly, <laughs> I feel like the big way to take care of yourself is to laugh or like find oh. people you can laugh with. Oh, just yeah. like things you can laugh at. Yeah. What do you laugh at, Dan? Uh, I was going to ask. What do I laugh at? Yeah. yeah. What do you? Uh, I think I laugh a lot with family and friends. Um, I think I laugh what? a lot with Audrey. Aww. I think I laugh. I think I make myself laugh a lot. <laughs> oh yeah, when me and Dan hang out, sometimes he'll be like, "Okay, like, what did you say? What was something you said yesterday?" I just, I, I like make puns. I think yeah, they're yeah, really good. They're really bad. It's like right. everyone else is just like silent watching Dan. It's like, <laughs> like trying to like. <laughs> Next question. (laughs) (laughs) What do you feel like will be the impact of COVID on the rest of the world? Like how, if at all, will the world be different? Yeah. Because once, or like, yeah, once things go back to normal, will there be any trace of this? Apart from hopefully like everyone be vaccinated, but yeah. I hope people will be more like, clean (laughs) clean like how like hygienic yeah like hygienic Uh, i think uh, yeah i i hope i hope that um i like not just people but like i don't know for example if you walk into a store 
I think before you never really thought about like you having to touch the door. You never really give second mm-hmm. thoughts to that kind of stuff. But I just hope that like that stuff is so wide, like that awareness is very widespread. And I feel like we could prevent a lot of things, not just some like a global mm-hmm. pandemic. I feel like a lot of things could mm-hmm. benefit from, I don't know, just like even public places being cleaner. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I feel like there are a lot of countries that are good examples of this. Um, for America to follow. Mm. <laughs> I hope, I hope. That's just one of my hopes. Um, I think mine is like, and it's like this value or like appreciation that we have for like the frontline workers or the people mm. who do jobs that aren't like necessarily the most glamorous. Like yeah. we continue to like see them and know that they're still important mm. and that they are vital to like daily life, even when things return to, to normal. Oh yeah. Those are both, yeah, things that I didn't even think about. Yeah. But I also hope because I feel like a lot of, hmm, I'm thinking back to like 9/11 when a lot of like first responders got like mm. a lot of attention from media and just the entire country. You're, you're speaking about this like you were like <laughs> <laughs> watching. I remember, I remember. I just remember seeing the New York Times. You know, I just. Uh. Yeah, like reading the new york times from your crib <laughs> you go, a, a formula bottle like hmm <laughs> yeah, no, but yeah. those first responders like <laughs> socio-cultural applications of- <laughs> oh, it's a little okay sorry here. sorry sorry <laughs> keep going no yeah but yeah I, I don't know i i hope it's like morgan said it's not like just now that we um recognize people yeah. like that and like frontline workers yeah. yeah keep the same energy yeah yeah keep the same energy and this is like another thing like soapbox moment it's like okay so like i'm pre-med so like one thing that like i hope I that like that, like i hope we continue to do is to like see the fact that like health is an all-encompassing thing and covers yeah like the social determinants is not just like yes it's not just like when the person is sick it's everything about their life contributes to them yeah you should think about public health morgan i think you should ditch the pre-med thing and or you or you could do both yes the world world needs doctors who are aware i I want to do both so okay whoa Mm. that's real okay i actually morgan you've restored my faith in pre-meds because what i thought you were gonna say is like i'm a pre-med and something that has affected me is like you know the increase in the number of applications to medical school (laughs) (laughs) it's like there's more what oh yeah actually yeah the fauci effect the fauci effect yeah i was like what's the fauci effect what's that everyone's dr fauci yep yeah yeah but like okay but like my thing is like We've always seen that there aren't enough doctors. So I feel like, I don't want to say like, they should just like let like everybody in, but I feel like we can like implement some sort of program or something oh, yeah, to get more doctors or something. Yeah. Like, we obviously don't have enough currently. Hmm. Especially in like rural, rural areas, like in Mississippi, there was like this one place, like there was like only like two or three doctors to cover like, I forgot how big it was. But, like it was like for an entire town. Now I had like two or three doctors. Wow. Um, and then a lot of times like in like the Delta area, like they literally have to like fly 
the patients to go to wow. like the hospital in Jackson, which is like by car, like a four hour drive. That is crazy. Angela, are you are you global now? Global major? I'm uh, global econ. Global so econ. both. Mm. Both for now. Ooh. Ooh, okay. Why? Oh, I just I just think that like there there are gonna be like implications for like I think there are gonna be implications for like trade policy and like like restrictions, you think? It's just I think that mm. something I, I've thought about is the pandemic has uh illuminated how just just how connected the world really is i guess we've to always known negative but like, extent yeah or i don't know like i think that the illumination is just a fact and now it's like what do we do now that we know that that's something that mm-hmm. can't be contained in like one city in china for example within a couple of months like the entire world is mm-hmm. is, is shut down and mm-hmm. yeah i don't know but those are all really good I hope that we take away from the pandemic is like or like shifting of values like I feel like maybe yeah I don't know I feel like I have experienced a lot more like professor like in my limited scope of experiences like in class professors saying like like it's not that important if you get this assignment in on time or like it's not that important if you like do these things that are of little consequence compared to like what might be going on at home or like what yeah and I feel like that, maybe that's what I meant earlier I don't know if anyone else understands me but like the facade we put on at school of like this is the most important thing and like I'm so put together and yeah because I feel like it sort of broke through that and mm-hmm. illuminated the fact mm-hmm. that like there's so much more out there in the world that's important and like our schooling is like it's like important but Mm. like has its place and yeah I feel like I wish people would just like learn to be more like forgiving in general and like for that to be more of the norm instead of like yeah like let's keep going and going and yeah I agree with that and actually a teacher I had I think Audrey you also had her Dr. White yeah Marnie (laughs) Like, like taking her class and especially like doing the whole, um, I forgot what it's called, but like basically like we had to like pick a goal and we had to like track the goal over the course of the semester. Like her like literally like making that like the main assignment is that we get to pick our own goal and we just have to follow through with that goal. Mm. Like it was something that was really nice like for me, like mentally and it made me like focus on like myself more rather than like doing work and being stressed about like work. Cause I'm like, oh, okay. This is like something I can like take out every day I do for myself. Mm. I mean, speaking of like priorities and, and stuff, do you guys think that your priorities have shifted over the course of COVID? What What do you see? Are there things you think are important now that you didn't really think were important before or vice versa? I think for me that it's been not necessarily, I think something is more important, but like, I think it was like what I used to say earlier, like like school, like it's important, like definitely, like it's important. But I think that before I place like a lot of stress on myself to like do things perfectly, mm-hmm. also italicize. Um <laughs> because like and then like the pandemic happened, like, oh, actually perfection doesn't exist. It was just like this like wrapped up thing that we <laughs> wrapped it up and made it look pretty. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I think like I've sort of like toned down the like oh, quote unquote premedness. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I think for me, um, I don't think my priorities shifted that much. Hmm. I don't know. I think I think definitely the pandemic put things into perspective. Um, if anything, I think it. Uh, I don't. I don't have much to say about priority shifting, but I think like my trust in, uh, how to say, like larger institutions or like things bigger than me so like oh larger <laughs> I don't know how to describe but I feel like you guys know what I mean like just mm-hmm. yeah just things that I always believed in t- and took for granted mm-hmm. um and things like or institutions that I always like had a lot of respect for or like mm-hmm. uh actually I don't know about a lot of respect but just <laughs> things that I thought were solid and I assumed were solid right. I just saw everything kind of like break down and realize like how broken each of these things are. Yeah. And I realized that sometimes like as students, I think we just, I don't know, like even with Yale as an institution, like every like Yale was hit with this unexpected pandemic and they kind of just like were scrambling to figure out what to do with the students. And yeah. I don't know, there were, there were, yeah, I think, I think a lot of things like that just put together made me realize that, oh, there are, these are like run by actual people like me and like people are, all people are broken and I don't know, they have, that's deeper than I wanted to get, but I don't know. No, let's go deeper. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I've just been thinking about that a lot. It's just, yeah, because usually you, you, the people you see struggling are like the typical, like, I don't know, people you, think about I don't know like people mm. with um less resources or mm. um yeah but I think seeing everyone struggle through this has been yeah. pretty pretty eye-opening mm. I think the well I guess I won't say that I def like like Morgan mentioned there are definitely social determinants of health like I think that underprivileged and those with underprivileged people people with access to less resources definitely felt the hurt more but Mm -hmm. I agree Angela that like yeah this has laid bare that no one is above health and sickness um yeah and Mm -hmm. and like unexpected right crisis coming in like no one was prepared all control is a facade even you cooking (laughs) Morgan that's a that's a facade (laughs) something could catch on (laughs) of course you know I wouldn't put that upon you and I hope that doesn't make you less willing to come cook for us, but yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I'm a little scared now. Oh, no. Wait, it's so crazy because I feel like even this morning I was watching a recorded lecture from like two years ago. Or okay, a combination of that and then also paper. So I think it's come up like multiple times this week in like class materials made like two-ish years ago, in which they would talk about things like like us as a society should prepare for like a series of catastrophes that could occur such as like AI taking over or like climate change or a pandemic and equally all three were like the level of probability wasn't that high but all things were like pretty catastrophic like 
catastrophic catastrophic oh yes yes yeah. <laughs> catastrophic <laughs> and I was like yeah that's crazy that like within the next two years of this paper being written or this lecturer saying this like mm. it happened but no one no one ready. I guess like thought it could be so quick and yeah you- oh, robots don't happen, sorry I said let's hope robots don't happen though. okay <laughs> the robots. Hope, yeah but you never know I did I've seen some like conspiracy theories online like Bill Gates has been talking about preparing for like a pandemic since 2016 or maybe earlier and there's like ted yeah there's ted talks of him saying like we need to be prepared for the next pandemic and then he and then COVID happens so people were saying like bill gates is profiting off of this (laughs) like he he played a role in like creating the virus which i think that's ridiculous but Mm -hmm. i do like the underlying idea of if you take a good hard look at our systems like we are unprepared for a lot of things yeah scary thought yeah yeah one thing okay this is just because slight decline moment um it's just like so like um last semester i took like micro and like one thing was like this idea of the free rider freeloader effect it's like basically like like as long as like something is insured by like one party one member then everybody can benefit like from that Mm -hmm. um and then, like, this is, like, a little, like, an outlandish example, but, like, they were, like, um, basically, like, me, you're, like, asteroid DV, like, defenses, like, nobody actually wants to provide the money for it, mm-hmm. um, because, like, it's something that benefits everybody, but mm-hmm. one, theoretically, like, one nation or, like, one small group of nations could, pro- could provide for it, so I just, I was just wondering, is there, like, did that come into effect in terms of, like, the failure of the infrastructure, um or like infrastructure social infrastructure in terms of the pandemic question mark mm-hmm. are you saying like do you feel like people maybe are made aware and like are going to be prompted to do that now in response yes yes like i guess like my question was like were there people were there pre were there preventive steps that could have been taken but nobody was willing to take those steps before. Uh, yeah. Oh, what are preventative steps? I think I think that's definitely the case. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I think I think it feels. Well, I guess hindsight is twenty twenty, but it feels like there have been a lot of instances where, for example, like Dr. Fauci has been talking about how, like, he, leading up to the pandemic, how unprepared the U.S. would be in case something like this happened, but um, mm-hmm. no one decided to act on it so yeah it's a lot of like failures to the system in that way like no one thinks it's that worth it to fix the system for something that's like very unlikely to happen and something that doesn't like tangibly benefit their bottom line Mm -hmm. maybe Mm. Mm. i'm just thinking about like climate change and like even when there is evidence that it is very likely to happen that very bad will happen like no like not a lot of people won't act on it so what mm-hmm. if like some, with something like a global pandemic like yeah. yeah i'm sure yeah it's like playing hot potato with the problem like no one wants to mm-hmm. yeah like i was reading an article at the beginning of the pandemic and they were quoting like i don't know if you've heard of the james baldwin book like the fire next time 
which I guess is reference referencing a part of scripture that's saying like God like flooded the earth like during Noah's time but it won't be like a flood like it'll be fire next time and there won't be escape and like the article was like referencing that saying like look at all these broken systems like COVID is exposing all of these things and like maybe there's a way for us to get through it but it's like if we don't fix it now if like climate change comes around and we're still like dealing with like broken infrastructure and like all of these like SES disparities that make like you know BIPOC people like disproportionately affected by everything like then yeah we're, we're just not going to get through it that's that was the conclusion of the article which mm. is sad but hopefully persuades people to like take action well we've arrived at a very uh Sorry. sobering sobering and dark place <laughs> Uh. <laughs> <laughs> okay okay we i think we usually tend to close on like one question but if it's okay i want to hear like two like close on two questions for you guys so the first question is the one that we always ask which is what's one way that y'all are different now than you were one year ago and my second question is like what are your post quote-unquote post-pandemic plans like first thing you're gonna do first person that you want to go see first place you want to go travel or something like that <laughs> how are you different like hot potato who goes <laughs> <laughs> i can answer the first question first. okay, okay yeah. i got you <laughs> um so one thing like that i'm different so like before like it's like the whole like creamer thing i was very much of a planner I had like things planned out for the next uh, five years. Plus one. But then, but then it was like, oh, okay. Um, things don't actually go according to plan. So mm-hmm. I think I've become like a lot more not malleable. Mm. Flexible. Adaptive. Mm. That's sorry. <laughs> oh, I'll answer that one. I guess I think. For me, oh, I just had it and it just left me. Oh no! I just had it. Take a moment. One way, one. Oh, okay, one way I've changed in the past year. I think I find little things like very. Um, I'm just like more grateful for really, really little things. Mm-hmm. Um, like it's been cloudy these days, and then we got like two days of snow, uh, two days of sun, and I've just been. Mm-hmm really happy about that like mm. over the moon about it actually <laughs> like <laughs> proportion like I feel like when a lot of things are going on in your life like you're at school and you're kind of living a really busy life and you're with all these people like it's you don't have time or like the emotional energy to think about those things not that you need to I don't think you need to but I think that's just been one like byproduct of living at home just like taking note of really small things and like looking forward to lunch like, and then looking forward to like going to Costco and like checking out their new snacks. <laughs> you like get dressed up to go to Costco. I've done. <laughs> I hated going to Costco. Oh, like I really hated going to Costco. That's another thing that changed. I love going to Costco now. <laughs> Like I, I, I think a lot of, yeah, 
a lot of small things that mm. learn to enjoy. I have two side notes about that. So, okay, I don't know if y'all have Sam's, but like since like the pandemic and like like Sam's, like their whole things like we give out like free samples. And rather than like opening up like a bag of chips and like pouring some of the coke, they now give out like it's the one that I go to. They give out like whole bags. Oh so that was on a nice. Huh? That's an actual flex. Like our the, the stores in my area just like don't do it anymore. Oh, uh, dang. Like, two, there's two different directions you could go. <laughs> yeah, like, two opposite directions. Wow. And then, let's see. Oh, okay. Then the other thing I was going to say is, like, taking, like, note of the small things. Is it, like, mm. it's like being at Gil and then going back home, I don't think I ever realized how much I really love the stars. Because, like, here, um, like, you have, like, a whole, like, all the light pollution, regular pollution. Um, and, yeah. like, you can't really see the stars. The rest is when I, I'm at home. I walk outside and it's just, like, <gasps> <laughs> the heavens have opened and then i even got like a chance to see the um uh, i forgot what it's called but like when the planets were in front of each other or like not in front of each other like <laughs> oh <laughs> when um saturn and jupiter were in yo 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 when they were yeah. Yeah. Um, what really- happened they were touching but no it was just like they were like the closest they'll, they'll be again for like 400, 600 years? Mm. Something like that. Yeah. yeah. Or like, at least, like, from our point of view, they were... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then, like, I could just, like, go outside and pull up, like, a telescope and I could, like, see everything. Oh, it's, like, perfect. Okay. We were, I was looking at that with my bare eyes. <laughs> okay, Galileo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and then, okay, can you remind me what the second question was? <laughs> just- Post-pandemic yeah it doesn't have to be elaborate like one one thing you're really excited to do sushi sushi wait morgan okay no like no yeah (laughs) i know but like but like just like being able to like go get sushi and like sit in like the sushi place and just like like, like, the sushi enjoy it yeah real real real. like oh sushi palace okay so like i wanted to go there last year but then it was like oh go home <laughs> oh my gosh. And then like I haven't had sushi like since it started because like a part of me is like um raw fish and viruses, bacteria, hygiene. Uh, I guess. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So mm. just like mm. but once this is over, mm. I will be there. Oh okay, mm. mm. Um I think for me, post-pandemic plans. I don't know. I just, I just really want to be able to like sit in a lecture hall or like sit in a, in a, in a, in an enclosed <laughs> space with like a lot of people. <laughs> oh, sit in an enclosed space with a lot of people. And like take deep breaths of air. <laughs> and, okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's, you know, you can't do that these days. That's dangerous. <laughs> oh, yes. Like, I want to see people's faces. Yeah. Oh, that's so real. Mm. Yeah. I don't see people, like, it feels weird. You just see their eyes and it's like, mm. it's not the same, you know? You don't get to see them smile or like. Mm. Ever possible. I have a question. Okay. How has makeup been? Um, oh, the the <laughs> yeah, because like, is it like, did you like put it on and then did your makeup, or do you just like not do makeup anymore, or do you like do lighter makeup? Did you like put it on and like you have like 
Mm. Lock her face in the mask when you take it off. <laughs> like take it off and then like the bottom half of your face is <laughs> unmade and you buy <laughs> a different color than like the top of your <laughs> I don't have an answer to this, but over the summer a thought I had is like, are we all gonna get mask tan? Like <laughs> <laughs> I didn't actually end up happening to anyone I know because I guess we weren't really outside. But like, mm. think about it. Yeah, I don't mm, know. That's true. Oh my gosh, that'd be so bad. <laughs> I feel like in the past I've gotten like glasses tan. Oh. Just, like, just like never take off my glasses. Mm. But I think that's happened before, which is like really bad. Mm, then I feel like the mask tan would help even out your I don't know your, the answer to your question, Morgan. Yeah. Or... I think, I think, so I expected like makeup companies to go out of business, but actually they've been doing pretty well, I heard, because they come out with new lines that are like mask resistant makeup. Mm. Oh. Companies are adapting. Yeah. They're really adapting. Yeah. <laughs> they always, they always find a way to milk the cow. Like, uh, <laughs> okay, that's one way to put it. Uh, yeah. Oh, we're the cow. <laughs> we're the cow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and like musicians will just like come up with songs like "Stay at Home" or whatever the song is this called. Is, this is my quarantine album. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Like, not really different from a normal album, but okay. Okay, but actually, okay, the whole, like, like transition to, like, online concerts and things, I sort of enjoyed that, not gonna lie, because, like, I can see, like, okay, I guess, like, it's not, it's not the same as, like, an in-person thing, but, like, it's, like, it's, like, a personal, like, slice thing, I, like, have it on my computer, or, like, put it on the big screen, mm-hmm. and then, like, I Zoom with some of my friends, mm-hmm. not necessarily being cool, but mm-hmm. just, like, <laughs> just being sure, mm-hmm. uh, but, like, that's been nice. Mm. yeah yeah like the ability to be able to like bring people and things together that otherwise couldn't or like getting guest lectures from people who are in california but then they can just be there yeah yeah that's been cool um no i actually like this like event that like i'm hoping to plan and like um it's like next friday this shameless club it's next saturday 12 30 it's called the african continent and like it's, it was nice because like we were able to get like two international speakers to like be there. Wow. And like if it was like an in-person event, they wouldn't have been able to like come. So it's been cool. Right. Like, huh. I kind of want sushi now at the conclusion. <laughs> <laughs> okay, see, okay, so like I feel like part of me is like so desperate just for, for like the feel of it. That like poke is like it's it, it's a good alternative. Mm. I had I had poke so much last semester. I didn't think really? once about the raw fish. Yeah. All right, all right. Let's let's the four of us meet up after this is all over and get sushi. Sushi. I eat sushi. <laughs> Wait, what? She hates sushi. No. Oh no. Uh, okay, but then you can fulfill your dream of like being in a room full of people. <laughs> <laughs> With the bus off. Yeah. Yeah, I'll yeah. sit super close to you. <laughs> like, eat right next to your ear. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
Guys, thanks for being on the show today. Thank thanks you. For us. This is really sweet. We hope that, yeah, hope that all of our post-pandemic plans will come true sooner rather than later. And Angela, don't worry about things being different when you come back because all three of us will be here. And then we'll welcome you into Sushi Palace with open. (laughs) (laughs) Mask off is playing in the background. Mask. (laughs) (laughs) I'm really glad that you guys are both staying. I'm really glad that I'm staying. It's crazy that you guys are both. Wow. Get another year if we annoying you. Yeah, seriously. Uh, yeah, that's right. It's a okay. two-way street. <laughs> uh, all right, guys. I'm going to stop the recording. Say bye to the audience. Bye. bye. <laughs> Taste of your lips. I'm on a ride. You're toxic. I'm zipping under. Taste of a poison paradise. I'm addicted to you, don't you know that you're toxic?